Oh, do I have to clap too? Oh, yeah. Just okay. give me a give me a good one. Okay, I can give you a good one, dude. There it is, folks. Was that good? That was it right there. Should I see if I can clip the Zoom F6? I don't think you'll be able to, but listen, cover your ears, listener. Woo! Oh god. <laughs> I think that you was just, more, I think you just blew my ears, not the zoom. Was, it was more piercing than the last it, one. It was, it was, it was. I gave it the extra 20% yeah. for this yeah. one. Did it's, I get anywhere close to it? No, I don't think so. And if Dang you did, it. I could probably bring it down. All right, so well, you'll have to listen to it. And well hear, worth but. the money for you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't just happen to spend an arm and a leg on it. So um, <laughs> That's amazing, yeah. dude. Cool. Well, Jimmy. That's me. Dude, what the heck? Welcome <laughs> wild the, right welcome to the you know copy roaster warm sessions podcast this oh, is feels surreal you, i do me too me too i've listened to so many episodes and i'm like man when will be the day that i'm on that side of the camera dude oh man this was like crazy like i i i went to a cafe today to meet up with a friend and i'm like who's this guy with a camera we d- nobody shoots with cameras in public in bellingham nobody does so when i saw that i was like <laughs> he's not a local for sure which i should preface okay i sent mark a video i was like <laughs> yeah. i i dm'd him and i said hey i'm like i'm gonna send mark a video because i just found out that like him and his brother were here in bellingham and so i was like okay i'm sending him a dm and i'm gonna send him a video and say dude i'm here we should meet up so today when we met up in my mind, if you, when on my video, yeah, I go, no way, no, you didn't, no, you didn't, because in my mind, you surprised me. Yeah, in yeah, my, in yeah. my mind, you showed up like, hey, Jimmy, like yeah, yeah. I watched your video and I'm here to surprise you. <laughs> and I actually didn't. That's the crazy. I, thing. I never watched the video, which I guess is selfish thinking of me to be like, Mark is here just for me. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, I probably if I watched the video, I would be there for you. But no, like. I like saw you're like filming around and then I was like, wait a second, she looks really familiar. Oh my gosh. And then I was like, I remember getting a notification of your DM mm-hmm. and I was like, no way, this can't <laughs> be the case. I quickly popped it open. I'm watching the video uh-huh. as you're like downstairs taking videos <laughs> in the cafe. I'm like, oh my gosh. It really is him. So he sent me this message last night. Bro, you should have filmed me. Like, what is this guy doing? Influencer uh, in the wild. Because I know I was out there with my camera like this, like filming myself. Yeah, disrupting poor, like, innocent yeah, coffee yeah. drinkers. TikTok yeah. dancing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm before, so glad, man. Yeah. I'm pumped. Thank you so much. Um, also, spontaneously, I was like, Jim, you want to be on the pod? And you're like, heck yeah. Yeah, so, dude. Thank you. Of course, man. Of course. I'm, just, I'm so excited. So now I can ask, what are we drinking today, Mark? Oh, that's that's a good question. Well, before I tell you, let's just pour some... Uh, some batchy? Some batchy. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. I'm drinking out of Mark's favorite mug here. That's true. Which I'm honored. The Hasami. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, geez. That cooled down quite a bit. Yeah. Were wow. we talking too much beforehand? Is that what happened? Maybe that maybe that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Listener, I should also preface that I had a a cough drop because I've been talking a lot today, uh-huh. and so my throat was like, my throat was like, Jimmy, man, you need to stop talking. 
But I was like, no, shut up, throat. I need to go hang out with Mark and be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. So you will you will make it through this. Look, and so look, I, yeah. Dude, look at you going out on a limb, like putting your life at risk just to be on the podcast. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I'm actually, I don't know if I can say this, but I'm recording an episode for my podcast that I am launching that was inspired by listening to your podcast because you have to listen to the episode that says why you should launch your own podcast is that what it's titled i don't know something, something like something that. like that yeah, yeah. crazy inspiration dude that's man. crazy so i was inspired by you and yeah. this is the first podcast i've ever been on and i've ever wanted to be on because in my mind i was like i'm either going to be on my own podcast or the only other one that i want to be on before my own podcast wow. is is the mirror well, now, now you can just go launch your podcast now. Heck yeah. So tomorrow's a day. Dude, Tomorrow's a, that I'm recording another episode, which I'm excited for. That's lovely. Mm -hmm. Well, um, before we get it, I mean, we'll circle back to that because I want to ask you a few more questions about that. But no worries. Um, what do you think about the coffee? What I are really your initial like thoughts? Here's the truth. I'm hoping it doesn't keep me up too much later, but... I really enjoy it is it is kind of kind of late I know but to be honest with you caffeine has just kind of been going straight through me and I haven't even been feeling it so wow mm. okay let's see it's nice and juicy okay I like it a lot okay um I don't really know what much more to say <laughs> I know my my uh I know my handle is Jimmy the barista but if you don't know this coffee Coffee is one of those things that like, if I like it, I like it. And if I don't, I don't. I can yeah. tell you that I really like this, but I couldn't tell you what I'm like distinctly picking out of this. So what? Lovely. What What am I supposed to be picking out of this? Okay. So I wish it was w much warmer. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's cooled down a lot, but. Personally, I've had this coffee so many times, but picking up like there's some florals some like tea dang i was gonna say florals yeah dang it florals tea so you know what you're talking trust about your gut, Jimmy. Heck, trust dude. your gut go with your in, your intuition well then dude. i thought i was gonna sound like an idiot you're gonna be like okay florals. Oh, that's, a, that's a chocolatey oh, coffee okay. yeah <laughs> that's, my, that's what i was thinking yeah. ah dang it yeah. no this is like it's like florals tea like like maybe like earl gray but not the like the bitterness of yes. it yes um and so, and then there's like some lemon in there, almost like, do you, have you ever put lemon in your tea? No? Yeah. Is that, is that a weird thing to do? Have I done that? I don't know. Actually, maybe it is a weird thing to do. Iced tea? Okay, I've done it in weird. iced tea. Weird. Okay, <laughs> no, that, no, that no, I'm was, not calling you weird. I just weird. exposed no. myself. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not calling you weird. I yeah. do it all the time, Mark. I put yeah. lemon in every single tea <laughs> I, I have. It. Love well, it. I had tea last night and I was like, did I put lemon in it? I didn't put lemon. <laughs> <in there. laughs> yeah. Okay, never mind. So this is yeah, florals, tea like, little bit of like little fruit, just a very bit, and then some lemon. So this is an Ethiopian washed. Oh, um, okay. One of our coffees. So no way. Yeah. Oh, I really like it. So I have kind of like, not that I have beef with Ethiopians. <coughs> uh oh. Oh, sorry. That was a cough. That was not me. I really got Catch under Mark's skin no, with that no, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, no, so you did say that in a recent video. I did, yeah. So I like, I think in the specialty coffee world now. Don't get me wrong. I definitely think that Ethiopians are special, and yeah. I definitely think I know that for myself, 
when I first started to get into specialty coffee, mm-hmm. Ethiopians were kind of like the thing that like got me super excited. Yes. And I was like, oh, yes. well, this is super, you know. Yes. The the typical flavor notes, blueberry. Yes. And, yes. But over time, yeah, I have fallen in love with Central and South Americans so much because I feel like, especially like the funky processes or yes. even just like a natural. Yes. It just like smacks me in the face with fruitiness and I just like, I love it. I love it so much. And yeah. it's like different from an Ethiopian because there are like delicate parts mm-hmm. to, to them and sure. there are tea likes and there are, and, and I have a tough time dialing them in. Like for, I can, for whatever reason, get a Colombian dialed like super simply, but yeah. I, I can get Ethiopians from different roasters and have a, such a tough time because it's like a very dense bean or it's like this or that. And I'm just yes. like, I can't get out like what I want to get out. Yes. Does that make sense? Oh, of course. There's They're kind of all over the place. Like, mm-hmm. again, you can get multiple Ethiopians and it's like, whoa, I'm changing the grind size quite a bit. You know, where Colombians usually and like Guatemalans, Central Americans. Yes. It's honestly, most of them sit in, in a nice place and... I personally, right now, probably my favorite coffees of all of last year were all probably all uh, Colombians. Yeah, I'm a huge. I've that this that was not the case. I was a huge African fan, really, and now I've just like nothing like a good Central Mm -hmm. or South American. Do you find yourself like with Mirror leaning towards when you purchase coffees, leaning towards it like? Oh, that's, I don't know how that side of yeah, it works. That's a good question. Um, yeah, so uh, kind of, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, we most actually, mo- the bulk of our uh, coffee menu all of last year was probably like 80, 75% um, col- like Centrals and so- South Americans. I don't oh, know okay. why. Maybe, and of course, like I can't quite maybe put a finger on it, but when I am cupping, I'm not going to lie. My preference and my bias does pour into it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not just like objectively cupping them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm leaning towards liking a Colombian coffee, I'm probably going to lean towards, you know, pushing Sergi to, you know, buy more Colombian coffees. So, does he lean towards um, a preference? To be honest, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think he has mentioned that he's been loving Colombian coffees a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it you know, even more challenging when we're both kind of biased towards it. Um, but yeah. 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 So that's why I was so surprised when you said this is your Ethiopian, because typically I like, for me, I'm like, uh, Ethiopians are fine, but I really like this. Yeah. And I like how delicate it is. I Lovely. like the florals it and is. I like the teeness. It, it, and for me right now, I usually drink tea at night. Like mm. I, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty avid tea drinker when it's like evening to like wind down and stuff. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So this kind of reminds me of that. So I like it. Lovely. Thank you, man. Lovely. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I'm happy to have a cup with you. That's excellent. Yeah, well, dude. dude. It's, uh, it's so, it's, it's truly exciting um, to have you on the podcast. But that being said, so we both kind of, well, Mirror started early, early 2020. Um, and then you kind of started your content stuff around the same time. Mm-hmm. And so we both kind of got connected early on in both of our, you know, journeys of whatever you call it, like our brands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a great, like little touch point that has always felt personal to both Sergi and I. Mm-hmm. Um, and we absolutely love 
your content. So if anybody's listening to this, and if you're not following Jimmy the Barista, I have no idea who you're following then. <laughs> uh, go follow Jimmy on like Jimmy the Barista on Instagram, uh, YouTube. He has some really solid stuff. Uh, but that being said, um, what even got you into uh, creating stuff on Instagram, now YouTube? Um, what was kind of the thought process behind that? Yeah. Well, thank you so much, first of all. I... I'm super grateful for that, and uh, yeah, it's it's really surreal to be able to like meet you. Like, Mark was laughing because he was like, "Why do I feel like you're more excited to meet me than I like?" Because Mark was super excited whenever I was there, but then I was like, "Mark!" Like, so yeah. stoked out of my mind because it's it is like a I don't know. It's like a it's like a marker in my life. Like, I remember in 2020 i hadn't worked in coffee in a few years and obviously we went into the lockdown and i was talking to my wife and i was like i miss coffee so much and at that point i had never had like a machine at the house right right i think the most i had was like a a v60 or something right excuse me um but i was like babe can i is there any chance that I can invest in a machine? And I remember telling her specifically, and I will make an Instagram so that I can post some content. And who knows, maybe someday I'll be able to get free coffee. Yeah. And then that would make it pay for itself in the long term. Oh, like nice. that, that really was my reasoning because obviously it's always hard to pull the trigger on something like an espresso machine. Yeah, yeah. Whether you're looking at like a 600 or an 800 or whatever, or more than that. Right. It's always just kind of like, what? We're going to buy one of those? And so yeah. I was like, I, I will try, you know? And at yeah. that point, I knew nothing about like content. Uh, reels weren't a thing, obviously. Um, my wife is a photographer. And so yeah. I was like, well, if anything, you could take the pictures. Yeah. I can write the captions. And I can talk cool. about the things that I really enjoy. Right, right. Um, so basically, I like decided to start Jimmy the Barista and um at the time it was just pictures and captions and my wife was doing i say she's jimmy the barista because she was taking all the pictures and doing everything oh, nice. and you know being a creative how much work goes into yes. like yes you know editing photos and 100 and, and when i ask like somebody to do that for me yeah it's like okay jimmy like you need another picture for today yeah, yeah sorry i don't, I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to use a camera so yeah. Yeah. so i remember being like so okay. you're saying we should have your wife on the podcast you really not should. you she's jimmy the like, barista <laughs> yeah so that's good i remember <laughs> like i remember being like okay jimmy you gotta pull your weight man you gotta like figure something out yeah. and so i was like okay i'm gonna learn video because my wife doesn't know video yeah <clears throat> so i grabbed her camera and the first thing I decided to learn was Premiere and not learn how to shoot on a camera. Nice. And so I learned about Premiere Pro for some reason, but not about shooting video. And so I shot video like I was taking a picture. And listener, if you've never shot video before, if you don't know like the differences between shooting video and photo, um, they are wildly different. So the way that like you're supposed to shoot photo or that people typically shoot photo and adjust for light and all these different things is completely different than how you should shoot video. I mm -hmm. didn't know that. And so I was like doing things that I was breaking rules that you shouldn't break. And I was doing all these different things and my videos sucked. And I was like, why are my videos so bad? And then I was like, oh, I should probably learn how to like use a camera. Mm -hmm. So then I 
really did a deep dive into like YouTube and Skillshare, tried to figure out, and then I am such a perfectionist and I am such a like, I deep dive. Whenever mm-hmm. I like like something, I just like hit it as hard as possible. And I was like, I have to learn everything about this. So yeah. I like tried to take every single class. I tried to do every single thing. Come on. Um, so that I could like learn how to, how to be Jimmy the Barista on my own without like needing my wife to do all the different things. For sure. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of how it came about. So cool. Mm-hmm. cool. Now, um, now being four years into this, uh, which is crazy. Time just flies by. Yeah. Um, now being four years into this, looking back, you literally just learned a new skill from scratch. What's that journey been like all these years? Mm-hmm. Both learning um, how to use a camera, but then also uh, kind of navigating social media and its ever-changing, um, you know, way of being. And then also just you as a creative. And I know I'm realizing now that's a loaded question with so many different avenues. Let me give you a three-part but, answer. But you, do, you, you, do, <laughs> you do you, so. Well, it's, no, that's a great question. So, little tidbit. Uh, I used to be a theater kid. Shout out all my theater kids. If you were a theater kid and you're listening and you ever did districts or you had a troupe, Troop 6817. Were you ever a theater kid? No. Okay, so hopefully somebody out there listened and was like, yeah, oh, I'm a theater kid. How long have you, were, did you do that for? <clears throat> oh, dude. I I started as like a third grader or something like that. I did The King and I, and I was like some role. And then I did it like all the way through high school. And then what a lot no of people don't way. know is I wanted to be an actor. And so I graduated from high school and auditioned for a theater school in New York. And I got into that theater school doing musical theater and uh, like acting, like doing a monologue and stuff. Dude, what? Mm -hmm. So like my dream, my alternate timeline, Jimmy, would have been like on Broadway. I don't know. I'm I'm saying he would have, but he would have fought really hard to try and do it because that interesting. That was my dream forever and ever. So so actually, like camera stuff, like came pretty like naturally to me in terms of like being in front of the camera because I was always like a performer. Yes. So it was really natural for me to to kind of think to myself, dang, did I miss out on like performer Jimmy? Right. And then it was like, well, I could still kind of be performer Jimmy if I learn how to use a camera and do that kind of stuff. Okay, this is, this is crazy to me mm-hmm. because it makes sense. Like so many pieces are now just fitting in my head because I'm like, dude, this guy just feels too natural. Oh, dude, like a lot of your content, like what I love is like, a not only is it, I think original and creative, but it also feels very just natural and organic. Like a lot of the stuff you do. I'm like, Oh no, that's just Jimmy. And that actually makes sense because that's not anything new for you. Mm hmm. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I, wow. I, I love that kind of stuff. So it came really naturally for me to just be like, all right, I have to, if, you know, there was a part of me that was like, okay, I guess I, I'm never going to be the Broadway guy, but I, and it was in 2020. And obviously in 2020, I feel like a lot of different people went through a lot of different circumstances. And for me, it was hitting that like almost like existential crisis of like, did I just like, did I miss 
the good part of my life yeah because i didn't end up going to theater school because i couldn't afford theater school i actually ended up being homeless after graduating from high no school way. yeah so i was like okay i'm never gonna do that i like missed out of that part of my life and uh during covid and like just having time to figure that stuff out i was i was talking to a few friends of mine who did end up going to theater school and who are currently working actors and uh i was like dude i i missed out and they were like did you know that peter dinklage didn't start acting until he was 40 and i was like what and they were like yeah dude you never miss your calling to do these kinds of things so you should just like do it like set your mind to it and do it like don't don't sulk about it so i was like okay I'm going to do it. And the thing that I felt most like confident in was like being myself, you know? So, um, that has always like played into my content ever since like learning how to do video. Dude, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just learning these new little things about you. And it's like, I love stories. Yeah. And so when you see only kind of like one side of Jimmy, but then like us just like hanging out throughout the day and then me hearing about some of these like interesting little quirks about you or now it makes sense why you kind of like like movies. Is that correct? Yeah. Love. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It actually makes sense now. Like all these things are fitting together. That's very interesting. So take me. So that makes a little more sense now. Take me to where did where the heck did coffee come from? come into the picture because do you work behind bars somewhere you work that yeah okay tell yeah. us a little bit about that so sorry i'm really burpy right now i don't know why oh good um yeah so i did work behind bar um so i i love i love talking about my coffee origin story because my thought is that hopefully it'll resonate with somebody who like is friends with like p potentially somebody that they would call a coffee snob and be like, whoa, okay. Cause my story started with like loving Starbucks, okay. but it was like, nice. uh, I only liked Starbucks because the girl that I liked, who is now my wife, but I was like, oh my gosh, she's super cute. She loved coffee. And so I didn't, I never drank coffee. My mom always drank mocha pot and she would put cafe bustelo mm -hmm. in mocha pot and Essentially, it was like way too strong. So I tried like sips of it and I hated it. Yeah. So I was like, I hate coffee. I don't like the taste of coffee. It's too dark. It's too like yeah, all these yeah, different yeah. things. And this girl that I saw standing in line at Starbucks, I was like, oh my God, in college, I was like, oh, like I, I got to go like stand in line with her. And like, and so I remember trying, she would always get like drip because she was a pre-med. Right, right. And um, she always just like, order drip and I'd be like, can I try a sip of that? Tried it and I was like, yep, hate coffee. I absolutely hate coffee. So, but I kept standing in line with her. And so what I would do is, so I don't look like an idiot who's just like standing in line. Right. I would go up to the counter and I'd be like, I will have a strawberries and cream frappuccino. And that was like, that was my coffee. <laughs> and then I ended up like slowly working my way from frappuccino to flavored latte to latte. And then, um, we would travel to different coffee shops kind of just like whenever we would be on the road and um essentially like through trying different coffee shops with her i fell in love with the taste of coffee so when the time came for me to pick up a job um in college 
I got a job at the local coffee shop and this was not a third wave shop at all. Like this is, I guess what you would consider like a second wave shop mm -hmm. where um, they would make me like tamp on a scale. It was like a, just like a weighing scale. And oh, wow. okay. there was like no beauty or art or craft or love for the coffee in particular. It was mainly like flavored lattes and stuff, but cool. it was like, this is awesome. I'm a barista. Yeah. And then I, Ended up working through, like, I left that job, worked at another shop, found my way into a third wave specialty coffee shop. Then I ended up working my way up to being a manager at the third wave specialty coffee shop that I was at. And uh, that shop was a multi-roaster, so we ended up getting in Onyx and um, cool. Elm Coffee Roasters, Three Ships Coffee okay. Roasters, like a bunch of just, like, different places and different people. Mm -hmm. um, and I just fell in love with, like, all the different types of coffee um, that there are available. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, and the other thing that I loved about coffee shop culture, actually, the part that made the coffee much more intriguing was connecting with people, like connecting with regulars. That's always been my favorite part of coffee. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So again, we should have probably had your wife on the podcast, not you. Yeah, she's, she's the origin. The, she's story. the origin of Jimmy. She's the origin of Jimmy. Jimmy loves coffee. Yep. She's the origin of everything. Yep. So exactly. I'm no, I'm like just the I'm the puppet. I'm the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's Jimmy the barista. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Um. I no. That's that's very interesting because I think, um, I think a lot of people, you know, to for, for some to their detriment. I think who are like, man, I want to start a coffee shop because I want to build community. And then a lot of people talk about literally loving coffee because of the way it brings people together. Like a big part of my, you know, especially early days of like coffee was definitely like the flavor. Mm -hmm. Me just having like a beverage that blew my mind. But it was also like the relationship that I built with the barista. It was also um, like the fact that when we had meetings at the school that I was staffing at, when we had meetings where it was just like a connecting point was like, Hey, let's just go get coffee. Mm -hmm. And that was such a intimate part of the whole process of coffee. It just, it almost became synonymous for itself. Like when you think, when I think coffee, I think people and community. And when I think, you know, people and community, my brain drifts naturally to let's go get a coffee or let's yeah. do it around coffee, um, which is just interesting for me to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, it's always been my favorite part. Yeah. So when, whenever I do my content, like I always look at it through, through that like vision of let's, like let's, let's actually jump there as well. So you have this coffee side to you and then you also have this like acting all of a sudden learning a camera and those two things are just working together what now that you're you know i mean congrats you're just broke you know 20k mm -hmm. followers which is thank spectacular you. thank you how do you think about people and connecting with people through social media as a content creator but more specifically like around coffee yeah well i always like Content is such a weird thing. I remember when I first started in 2020, like I said, it was mainly pictures. And so the way that you would like reach people was like through your captions and through mm -hmm. like comments, I guess, and hashtags are pretty big. And so it's just like a totally different space. Right, you, right. You remember like- Of course. You remember what it was like to start at that time. And I remember connecting with like a few influencers at that like, 
I was like, oh, you you guys are very like communal, you know. So yeah. like Alexander Mills was one person, mm-hmm. uh, commonly coffee. Who's Tyler? Guru Caleb. Like these are all yes. guys that like I connected with. That I was like, man, this is this is like a really cool group of people that I'm able to like build community with and aspire to kind of like be like them and what they do and Mm -hmm. like seeing how like they post and it's all geared around like people. And so when reels and video came around, I was like, this is kind of my chance to be most myself, you know, Mm -hmm. and this is my chance to share my love for coffee, but I've never been, um, and excuse me for saying this, but I've never approached coffee content with the mindset of like, let me show what I would deem as like the pretentious side of coffee, which mm-hmm. is like saying that there's exact ways to do things or that if right. you like specialty coffee, you should be drinking this or like, right. I knew like I had to draw a line in the sand. <clears throat> I had to draw, draw a line in the sand for myself Mm-hmm. And saying like, okay, what kind of content creator do I want to be? And I was like, I would rather get people who are coffee drinkers. And whether that's like, I like to press a button in the morning and that gives me energy throughout the day, or I prefer convenience or like, mm-hmm. I pre- like, I was like, I want to cast a wide, wide net and be able to have content that like is almost like a gateway to specialty Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and is disarming for people. And they could be like, huh, I didn't know that about coffee. Like a lot of my first followers were like just friends that I had. Yeah. And were not into specialty, didn't know anything about. Right. Dialing coffee, like just that word, you know, what Mm -hmm. does it mean to dial coffee? And so when I was posting content, they would naturally ask questions. And that's the best thing. That's all you could ever ask for if you're a coffee lover. It's like you want people to ask you questions. Yes. So for me, I was like, if I can create content that makes people just ask questions and gets people curious about coffee, like specialty coffee and mm-hmm. the specialty coffee industry, then I feel like I've done my job right. So that's the approach that I took. And that's how, in my mind, I made it more accessible to people. And I, I almost thought of like content as the revolving door of like regulars coming in. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever worked as a barista behind bar, you know what it's like to have your regular come in and they have their specific drink that they ask for. Yes. Which is like, you do it for them because they're your regular, but it's like not, it's like, ah, I know this person. I know that they like two pumps of this and two pumps of that. And it's like, but at least I get to have them through the door and I get to like talk to them about what I love, which is coffee, you know, or like at least just connect with them on some kind of way and give them a cup of coffee. Yes. Dude. Wow. So you touch upon a few things. Number one, I, I just, um, I love how you talked about approaching, creating content and engaging people online about coffee as a way of like them just being regulars because a, that is very, that is a very normal like coffee thing to like that's very normal for, like in the coffee world mm-hmm. like people have coffee shops people work as baristas and they interact with regulars and like we all know most your average beverage made at a coffee shop is not your shots of espresso is not your pour overs most of them are like lattes vanilla lattes maybe some mochas mm-hmm. um 
like those finer drinks that we nerd about are actually the minority of beverages that are made at mo- not all but most right. cafes which is interesting that your take on social is actually like a mirror of the cafe space mm-hmm. which i think is powerful because a it actually lets you serve people the way they want to be served mm-hmm. while still providing a really beautiful product or a, a tasty product here mm-hmm. is that analogy there mm-hmm. um and then also it actually builds a relationship and a connection regardless of where your stance is with coffee and how nerdy maybe you can get and how much they don't really like they don't may may not care about that as much but you like are able to build this bridge between them right which i think is extremely powerful it's it's so i think that's like being super community focused and finding the people that you want to almost like take care of and mm-hmm. provide content for that's it you're doing it i yeah it's like thank you for saying that thank you so much yeah. i i think that that's been my approach especially with the barista background yeah um but i definitely think that like if if someone is listening to this if you're listening to this and you do create content whether that's coffee content or not coffee content thinking through people as followers will be more detrimental to not only like the engagement on your social media page mm-hmm. and the algorithm and stuff like that but it'll also be detrimental and really discouraging to you because if you start to just think of people as followers or you start to think about like how many followers can i get and you're one of those people who maybe gets one comment two three comments yeah. a video like that's the same thing that happened whenever i first started was like getting one comment two comment three but it was like the regular coming back into the shop and being like, yo, oh, hey, I'm just here for a sec. And they would comment and I'd be like, I'm gonna reply right back because this is amazing. This is a person who's like showing up for me and oh, I know this person is gonna show up every single time. Yes, That's how it's like at a coffee shop and you go, oh, yep, that's, you know, that's Bill and he's like, (laughs) that's just him. And it's amazing because we love Bill and you know, like that's the same thing if if you don't treat social media like that then it's just, it's going to become the most discouraging place ever. Yeah, that is extraordinary. Like, I'm so hyped about that analogy because I've just never heard anybody talk about it. That way as treating them as just regulars who just stop by, comment, or engage. Um, I'm I'm gonna sleep on that and like meditate on that <laughs> Dude, for oh my gosh. a post post podcast. So you're too kind cool. to me. I'm not Dude. that I'm not that smart. I well, just I you know I think it's you know to be honest I think it's simple stuff like that that they're like simple truths that people oftentimes overlook because I think a lot of times we want like the silver bullet. We want like something out of the ordinary but it's oftentimes like the simple things that actually lead to both you know oftentimes business success but also whether that's success as a creator or whatever it is it's just like doing the simple things really well mm-hmm. and just showing up every single day mm-hmm. giving it your best that goes a far way so you just simplifying that concept in a way that at least i understand really well I'm like, God, that's, that's incredible. Thank you so much. I mean, it's cool because like I have people who comment on my videos, like, or on like my posts Mm -hmm. and like, like you mentioned, I had just crossed 20 K and I will have like some people who are like, Hey, I started following you at a thousand and I remember, and I always knew you'd get here and I'm going to stick around till a hundred thousand. And those are random people that I've never met before in my entire life. But to, to think that those are people who are like, 
bought into seeing your success, it really is the same thing as a regular who has their favorite coffee shop, who walks in and says, I love this place. I'm sure I could get a vanilla latte somewhere else, but like, yeah. I love this place, you know? A hundred percent. So yeah, that's, that's kind of my approach. Yeah. What's, all of it. yeah. The, um, what I, what I also really like is the fact that, you know, when you're, when you can just focus in on both the simple things, but also like those individual like connections, like Bill, the regular, like you can actually start to play a really big role in someone's life mm -hmm. from something as simple as either just serving your regular every day at a cafe or making a piece of content that you release daily or bi-daily, you know, weekly. Like those touch points, I think actually have a lot of value in society, mm -hmm. especially when, you know, you're trying to give off something positive something encouraging something bright like i think that's a that's so beneficial to society like the literally our tagline for me is reflect what's good mm -hmm. is literally this like this concept of like we mirror like the brand but also us you know who, who my my brother and i who run mirror like we just want to be a reflection of good mm -hmm. like whether that's you drinking coffee at home Every time you like look towards us or look at me or buy anything from us, I hope you're like, damn, this is good. Right. Like this is good. Right. Like whenever we work with producers, my hope is like, they're like, man, those guys are cool. Mm -hmm. Like that. I just felt what, you know, I got a taste of something good mm -hmm. by working with them. That's where my mind went. So I'm curious. Cause I know we also talked about this, like off the podcast sure. about like the impact of you having you know having that close-knit tight knit community yeah real community that you can show up to every day and the implications of that yeah well a little bit about me i uh i was raised by a single mom and she's amazing and she's the only reason that i am who i am but i also uh inherited a lot of her tenderness and so i'm a pretty like tender and empathetic man and so when I like post on social media, and I promise this is going somewhere, but when I post on social media and when I interact with people, like I love being like a positive, joyful, and like tender person because I think that sometimes like just in society as a whole, and in particular like men as a whole, it's like, oh, you like we, we can't just be like nice to each other or like we can't just be like empathetic with each other yeah. or there's just like this this like kind of wall or this barrier of mm -hmm. like like oh i i don't know i, I don't want to get to that point within my like emotions or yes. something and so for me whenever like i comment back or whenever like i this is going to sound like crazy but like a lot of the people who i have like constant messages with and dms with is just like good guys who were just like encouraging each other all the time they'll message me and be like dude i can't believe that you did this oh you're so freaking yeah. like i can't believe that you just had a baby congratulations yeah. like you're awesome and then me getting to do that as well it's like i remember somebody uh said that the analogy of like i remember being discouraged at one point that like oh only three three thousand people saw my my post and somebody was like well put three thousand people in a room and yeah. have all of them show up for you just for that 3,000 people in one room showing up for you is a lot of people if you were to actually visualize that. 100%. And so for me, I like now view my content like that. So if I have like five people who post or who comment on like my post, mm -hmm. I'm 
I'm saying thank you to all of them. I'm shaking their hand and going, thank you so much. Like, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate the engagement because like there are so many people who are creating content and who are like trying to do things and you thinking that what I'm making is special or unique, like means the world. And I'm going to show you how appreciative I am. I'm not going to guard that. So hundred percent. Yeah. So dude, I, I think that concept whether you're listening to this and whether you own a roasting company, you're a home barista, you work at a cafe as a barista or you own a cafe, whatever it is, and even like a content creator, dang, like this should be your sole focus at all times. This is like what makes a good content creator grow. Like this is what makes your local coffee shop stand out amidst totally. the other 50, like Bellingham has either a coffee shop or a coffee stand literally on almost every block. Totally. Like yeah. it's crazy how much coffee shops we have, but what like pushes you that extra mile is when you're like, you know, going back to like your story, when you can shake their hand and say, Hey, you had like 20 other cafes to go to, but you showed up here. Yep. I think I, and I've, oh gosh, I freaking love this because I'm like, <laughs> we've have had things kind of flipped around and we feel a little entitled. I think oftentimes where we think like, well, yeah, of course somebody's going to show up to my cafe. Like this is everything I'm doing for them and all this stuff. And it's like, no, 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 it is like a blessing. Like they did not have to show up to your cafe at all. Mm-hmm. They don't owe you anything. Mm-hmm. You actually owe them a phenomenal experience, great customer service. You owe them the tastiest beverage that you can make every single time. Like you owe them an exceptional experience, whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. and whatever they're looking for. Mm -hmm. And also from like, again, like from a cafe or even from a content standpoint, like, you know how many pieces of content out there that people can watch? Totally. Nobody has to watch your your videos, your photos. Right. And the fact that somebody showed up and is like, Hey, I love this. Or even better, like sent you a DM, like, Oh my gosh, I love this. Like this was hilarious. Or shared your work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think, yeah, we've like, all this has gotten so inflated where we think that that's like a given. And it's like, no, no, no. I think you should actually be super sensitive to that and go out of your way to be like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. I just like, I, and thinking of it from that perspective too, it's like, imagine being a roastery. I remember, imagine being yourself in 2020, you have just a few followers. You don't, you just started, you're just catching your footing and you have somebody share the word about you. How like, how special is that? It's like, oh my gosh, that like, that is so valuable that people are talking about the work that I'm doing and sharing it with the people that they know because then now all of a sudden as a business owner and if you're a content creator or if you're a business owner, if you're a barista or anything like that, all of a sudden you get this authentic word of mouth that is so much more valuable than yes. I will always say that yes. having people, having 100 people that are bought into you is so much more valuable than having a thousand people who know who you are but couldn't care less about whether you succeed or fail you know dude yes that is such an underrated concept because 
I man, I'm a huge fan of playing the long game as opposed to the short game with quick satisfaction and quick wins. Mm-hmm. But over a five, six, seven year, you know, window, it's it, the long game outperforms and outworks the short game anytime. The long game is just hard because it just takes slow. There are no shortcuts. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. Yeah. It's not. Mm-mm. Yeah. And so you're just chipping away. But man, the quality and the depth that you build is powerful. Totally. And I like, this is, again, another like little practical tip. The best thing that you could do as a local cafe owner, one of the one of the great things, maybe not the best, but is to like, if you can provide an exceptional experience that somebody else can tell you about. If you think about it, if you could have 100% of your customers tell one more person about your cafe experience simply because they have just had such a good experience with you, you just, you can double your business Mm -hmm. and it's going to cost you zero. Yeah. Like the magnitude of that, like for some cafe owners, that would make or break their business. Totally. That would be like, oh shoot, we're going out of business. And then that would be like, oh no, like we are so in the green, life is good, all Mm -hmm. this stuff. And it's same thing with content creation. Like I'm so glad neither of us have mentioned the algorithm because Mm -hmm. I hate that conversation because it just puts the blame on, I think the algorithm and feels very powerless Mm -hmm. when it's like, oh no, like you could actually like make good content. Yeah. You know, Seth Godin said something. He said, um, he said that uh, essentially the same concept, but in the creative world, where if you make content that is really impactful to your small selective group of people and they, sh- and it's so good that they share it with one person, there's a potential that you can be growing your close community mm-hmm. or your audience without the help of the algorithm at all totally does that make sense yeah totally 100 percent. i view it the exact same way like you would rather have people who are bought into you and again it doesn't just apply to like social media for me personally like i i think of content creation from that point of view but like i think as a business owner i think as a roaster i think in any sense of the world word like being able to like invest in people is going to be like the greatest investment you ever make. Drop the mic. Podcast over. End it. We're done. <laughs> We're I, done, dude. I a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Like like a hundred percent. I'm so pumped that the natural conversation was led to like, I know, like you or I and me running mirror or you doing your content creation stuff. At the end of the day is just focused on people, community and connecting with people and um, sharing something beautiful and good with the world. Mm-hmm. And for you, that's through video. And the crazy thing is now me realizing your background and like acting you're just now creating something beautiful for the world. For me, that's like using my video skills to produce this podcast, 
with Sergi usually on the on the mic and us roasting coffee. Like that's the means to how we produce something good for the world, for people. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. I'm super excited. Thanks for letting me be here. Thanks for letting, have I talked too long? No, dude, this is this is phenomenal. Okay, good. I I never like uh I can be kind of a talker. So oh, this was this I, I was wanna, great. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to like go too long. Yeah, no, this is great. Um anything that we didn't touch upon that you'd want us to touch upon or maybe some things that you want to some like final words or something that you're like, "Oh man, I w- I would love to chat a little bit about." I don't know. Um, I'm just like oh, leaving the floor open for you. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, am I allowed to like talk about some of the things I'm working on? Please. And, like would love to lead into. Please. Um, so this year for me, if listener, if you didn't know, uh, I have officially completed my first full year of being like freelance and being like full time content creator, which is primarily looked like being. Do we just lose light somewhere? I did talk too long, man. Everything's shutting down. So some of the things that like I'm leading to, listener, if you didn't know, uh, this past February, so um, early February, marked a year of me doing content creation full-time and freelance. And it's been a really challenging year. Um, when you do go full-time freelance or you go like full-time into your dream business, the natural inclination is to think like, this is gonna be successful right off the bat, right? Yes. But the first year is always the most challenging because you're like, you have no foundation. Yes. You have no foundation, so you have to figure out, like you have to find your footing. Yes. And I have tried to approach this first year with as much like, I've tried to approach this first year very like carefully and tried to be strategic, but obviously strategy changes all the time. But Mm. um, I have like realized how important it is for me to invest into like myself as a brand and as a business. Um, Again, when I talk about like content creation and when I talk about like what I do, I always try to think of it through the lens of like, this is a business like investing into myself is a business and if the business is not reflective of who i am then i'm doing a bad job showcasing the business Mm -hmm. right because even when you have mirror coffee roasters your tagline you said it's reflect what's reflect what's good it's like that is a reflection of you and surge you know it's like we want to reflect what's good because that's something that we like value Mm -hmm. within ourselves so I have recently started to change my mindset about like creating content and about like what I do. Um, because honestly, like I don't want to be like just a freelancer who just like lives off of video projects all the time, but I want to be able to like create a brand and create like something special that reflects who I am. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so yeah, this year I'll be launching a podcast, uh, which I'm really excited about. It's all about having conversations with people just like this conversations that hopefully educate and inspire. Mm -hmm. And, um, this year, the reason I'm even here in Bellingham is because I just want to tell stories. Um, if you're watching the pod, I don't mean to shout anybody else out, but the only reason I'm here is because of make with coffee roasters. And so, um, I'm getting a chance to work with them, but like the, the dream is to like tell stories. And then, um, this year, the, other part of my focus and goal is to invest into people personally. And so that for me means like, um, I have a lot of people who will message me and be like, dude, I want to create content too. Can you help me create content? Mm -hmm. And I want to build like a, a class or a cohort or a group of people mm -hmm. who like I can invest into because there are just things that like I naturally have like learned through this first year yes. that I would love to like, teach people about and there's also a lot of areas that I feel like are like an unfair advantage to me that comes naturally to me yes that maybe other people just don't know yes and so to be able to uh to do that as a part of like a business model for myself that would be like a dream so like yeah. this whole next year is all about building Jimmy the Barista as a brand which I'm really excited about and I'll have to have you on because I there's like a there's a whole section of me that wants to inspire people who want to like roast. And I know right now Mirror is DTC and mm. uh, wholesale. And there are so many people, especially since COVID, who like are either home roasters, mm -hmm. but don't know how to like take that next step. Or like they just have a dream to be like roasters at a cafe, their local favorite cafe right. who they don't roast coffee, but they're like, I, I would love to do that at some yeah. point. Like my dream is to, to build a connection point yeah, yeah. for people. So, um, yeah, please follow Jimmy the Barista, um, on socials and, uh, be on the lookout for my YouTube. Um, trying to be more active there this year. It's good stuff. You guys, thank you. Like literally, um, we don't have very many guests on the podcast. We probably will have more, but, we choose them wisely and people who we strongly believe in who know what they're doing who we respect and appreciate um so if you've been listening to this podcast just check it out i think it's worth it but jimmy dude thank you so much for hopping on the podcast making this day absolutely phenomenal hanging out yeah it's a with dream me. come true man i know it's incredible i'll have to now come down to uh to denver to denver yeah and so uh hang with you down there and maybe record that podcast that'd be awesome whenever man. so um yeah thank you so much again um yeah do you have a sign off that you and serge do we do what's your sign do. off it's uh reflect what's good you say that at the end should i yeah. i'll just I'll point to Serge. Okay. He couldn't be here today. It's true. So I don't want to take it from him because that's your thing. Yeah. So you say it, and then I'm just going to go, Serge. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Friends, remember, reflect what's good. Serge. Serge. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs>